Simmons, how are you? And welcome, everybody, to welcome. Tell the, tell the damn, damn story. story. Yes, here we are. We're back, folks. We're back. And who are we back? Who's back? Who we? The we and who's we's back here well is said. Chris. Yeah, right. Because I'm a writer, right? Yeah. I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm a writer. No, anyway, folks, you know, we're back here and I'm back here. Happy to be with my buddy, Chris Ryan. And a little bit about Chris Ryan, because Chris Ryan has experience as an award winning reporter, teacher, sketch comedy writer, performer, actor, producer, and he has helped write independent films and comic books. The man is a monster, right? These days. He's focusing on writing fiction with four independent novels, traditionally published short stories, and a major indie publishing project in the works. I'm so excited. He also serves as the secretary, cross your lights, for the New York chapter of the Horror Writers Association. Chris Ryan! Hey, how you doing? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And let me tell you a little bit about Alex Simmons. He, for 35 years, Alex has been an award-winning freelance writer of plays, books, and comics. He has written for Disney Books, Penguin Random House, Simon and Schuster, Marvel, DC, and Archie Comics, just to name a few. And... He's the creator of the acclaimed adventure comic book and novel series Blackjack. Simmons is also a writing coach, a teaching artist, and a guest speaker who has led master classes and workshops in the U.S., the West Indies, Africa, and Europe. And in his spare time, Alex Ahente has created the annual family event kids comic con yes plus three count them three i'm talking about three comic art exhibits ladies and gentlemen that is alex simmons yes now that they know who they are we are yeah. who we are who we be that we want to help them tell their damn story absolutely that's why we're here we're going to talk our way through a couple of things that we think might help you work your way through your creative efforts, right? right? Whether it's screenplays or plays or novels or short stories, every artist, every writer goes through similar uh, rough patches in the road. Mm -hmm. And what we're mm -hmm. here to do is to fill those potholes for you, give you a little bit of our experience <laughs> to make your road smoother, ladies and gents. Put some creative putty in those potholes. There That's right. Go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the ways we do that is we talk about the challenge of the week, right? Mm -hmm. We all have them. And it, comparing notes sometimes helps others get over their challenges. So here we go. Alex, what was your creative challenge this week? Well, you know, this is... um. This is something we've touched on several times, and uh, it came up with one of my students, and it you know it, it never goes away. Somewhere, some at some time, someone's always dealing with this. Do you stay in your own lane as a writer? You know, um, and that can mean any number of things. Uh, do you do you write about only the things that you've studied or been trained in? Do you write about only the things that are actually a part of your cultural or racial or 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 day-to-day -day life experiences do you write about things that that are non-controversial you know what 
what do you do? What are you allowed to write about? And I think that, you know, at least for me, I think that Chris and I have pretty much stated this a few times. You come to a project honestly, you either with curiosity or with uh, an opinion, a passionate opinion, or a point of view that you want to explore. If you're being genuine, then I feel that you have the right to explore the world. Mm-hmm. And that means that you can write about things and, and you take responsibility for the fact you're writing about these things. So if you're writing about something you've never done before, do some homework or come at that project with um, the attitude, I don't know this, I'm not an expert about this, so I'm going to learn as I go and I'm taking you guys along for the ride so that you can be legitimate and authentic in your writing. If you're writing about a lifestyle or a culture or something that you've only had a, a minor exposure to, then A, do your homework, and then B, once you've done the writing, get it into the hands of people who lived that life or had some of those experiences and get feedback from them. Let them guide you in certain ways so that you can be more authentic. But I don't think that we as writers should be afraid to explore the world because that's why we're here and that's why it's here. And that's what we do. We reflect the world. We reflect life. And I think if we can do it honestly, openly, and maybe more respectfully, I think then basically you got a right to travel, break out that passport and and get a moving. Right. So you're saying don't necessarily stay in your own lane. Just be honest about it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And for my challenge this week, uh, it's kind of closely related. Uh You know, Um, I want to say that I'm quoting Shakespeare because that's where this particular quote comes from oh the bard the bard yeah yeah, but alex i have to be honest with you what i heard in my ear what i heard in my head was uh one of uh the lines from the opening of the old shazam show (laughs) okay Okay. (laughs) i thought the time machine was my thing but go for it man go for it you know uh, the quote is the same no matter which way you go come by it and it's to thine own self be true Uh, right yeah and um it's really important, ladies and gentlemen, to, as a creative, to know what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with. And to be comfortable with that, not to succumb to pressure because ah, I really hate writing that, but it's what sells, you mm-hmm. know, like, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't write graphic sex scenes. My style is always kiss, kiss, fall on the bed, the scene fades, you know, or whatever, you know, wherever the mm-hmm. scene is taking place. Um, I Because when I read those graphic sex scenes, they always knock me out of the story. Mm. It is what it is. The same thing goes, as you know, I'm doing a major project. Yes, you um, are. Uh, Soul Scream Anthalazine. I'm, I'm attempting to mix... Uh, the best aspects of an anthology and the best aspects of magazine together. And it is in the horror genre, but that's a huge umbrella. Mm -hmm. And I had to make some decisions. And, you know, one, as I'm publishing it independently, it's my dime, right? And then 
if it's your dime, you're going to publish what you're comfortable with, what you're excited about. What you can stand behind. Yeah. And that for me, for me personally, I'm not saying it's not a good subgenre, um, but that meant no gore and no body horror. There are people, there are lots of horror fans who love both. Mm -hmm. It knocks me out of the story every single time. If I'm reading it, if I'm watching it in a film, you know, um, I read a short story before uh, last week, uh, uh, a writer I'm a huge fan of. Mm -hmm. And they twisted a body part off. I couldn't get back into the story. Mm. I read through it, but it was always, it, it was an exercise in reading to get through the story. It wasn't organic anymore. So yeah. that's just a personal thing. So the project I'm doing, Soul Scream and Thalazine, when I sent pitches out to people, I said, think soft R. You know, and that's, that's kind of what I'm comfortable with. It's what I was raised with, mm -hmm. you know, Marvel Comics, soft R. You know, now they're PG-13, right? Lord of the Rings, <laughs> Marvel Comics, PG-13. But it used to be soft R, right? Um, Stephen King, most of his stuff, not all of his stuff, but most of his stuff is soft R, you know? And it's what I cut my teeth on and what I, what I get lost in, you know? Mm -hmm. um, this anthologine that uh, is coming out this winter uh it's horror but there are so many different subgenres. Mm -hmm. you know some stuff you might say well that's more that's almost superhero or that that's pure that's a horror story or that's kind of rock and roll that's you could say that's fantasy all horror still and that's what i love to remember growing up and you'd get for me, I had a paper route and I would go and I would I would set five dollars aside a week for my paper route money to buy comics. Mm. And you and I go back far enough where comics at a certain point were 20 cents a piece. Yep. That meant yep. for five dollars, I could buy 25 comics. Yep. And I would yep. sit there, especially in the spring when the world was trying to kill me with my allergies. I would sit there and just go through them and they would be different tones, you know, mm -hmm. daredevil is way different than mm -hmm. the specter, you know, yeah. uh, man thing way different than Howard the duck, even though they knew each other. Right. So <laughs> and the Avengers, you know, whatever. Um, that's what I loved. I loved being able to go to all those and all those styles and different subgenres kind of got mixed and matched for me, you know, whether I was reading a Doc Savage pulp or a Stephen King novel or, you know, that's that's all part of the thrill. So, and, and so the challenge for you is well, now what's coming out of me is the gestation of all those different mm. subgenres and, and coming out, but to thine own self be true. It will be a soft R, you know, apologize, apologies to people who love <laughs> gore and, and body horror, but there's plenty of markets for that. You can find it anywhere. Um, so I hope people work. And what I'm encouraging uh, with other creatives is to know and be okay with what you're comfortable with. 
Don't I say, would, oh, I have to do this because yeah, it's the hot thing. Yeah, yeah. That's never going to be organic. I would, I would also just to support, you know, some of what you're saying here too, is, is, you know, one of the things about humanity is that there are people with different tastes mm-hmm. and, and literally you, you could, there are things that trend that become quote unquote, super popular by media definition, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean everybody on the planet is, is sucked into that. Right. It means that there's a, a niche or there's a, a body of people or a body of, uh, of the audience uh, marketplace that wants that. But right. then there's everybody else who wants something else different. And so, you know, we can find our voice, right. find the medium and the genres that we really want to work within and go for it. So I, I, yeah. I totally hear you on that. And And I'm publishing a lot of different writers in here. And my bet is like your experience and like my experience, Variety does work, especially mm-hmm. if there's an overall umbrella that's kind of covering it. And um, I'm encouraging people to be comfortable with who you are. There you go. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, Alex talked about his challenge. I talked about my challenge. And if we're going to be fair, we're morally obligated to give you a challenge. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, that's right. Whether you want it or not, here it comes. Here it comes, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. All right, we're starting to hear some feedback that they kind of like the challenges. Now, uh, is if that's not that's not really translating to an avalanche of comments in, uh, down in the comment section below, or uh, um, an overwhelming number of yeah, this is what I can you ask me answer me this question? I haven't gotten any of that yet, but we're looking forward to it. We're getting a little bit. But yeah. uh, please be comfortable. We welcome you answering these challenges. We welcome your feedback. We welcome mm-hmm. questions. Uh, if you put in uh, an, an interesting challenge, we'll talk about it on this on the show. Yeah, you know, yeah, and and you might win what, Alex? You, you might win. You're you very might win old. Alex Simmons. Who yeah, come right. to your house. Wait, no, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> come to your house. That's right. We'll, we'll drive a truck to your house. Um, no, you're going to actually win an autograph. So it's not just ordinary print and cover and interior. No, you're going to get an autograph. Autograph twice, by the way, as a matter of fact. Autograph from me, autograph from Chris, an autograph copy of one of our Blackjack Adventure books. Right. That's right. You're gonna get to to savor to 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 curl up in a chair or by a window and 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 just pour over the pages of action adventure as well as great character development and story. So theoretically, millions might have copy of these things, but they don't have it autographed by us. There you go, and you oh, can be, be one of the few. Who yes. has it? So, so what, please what's the take challenge a moment for this week. Take a moment. Take a moment and do that. So what? What is it? Well, actually, isn't aren't aren't you supposed to? Go with I'm ready. I just didn't. Yes. Wanna, just in case you were burning, burning, burning. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ladies, burn and burning, burning, hugging, love. The, over challenge, there. The, challenge, the challenge. The challenge of the week. The challenge right, of the week so, for the audience is. So it's a really simple challenge. Just like I was talking about, you know, be true to yourself. I want you to have fun with genres. Okay, and you're gonna make three lists short lists but Mm. one favorite genres to work in or to read you know uh and then genres that might be a challenge but you you can still work with them or you still read them 
and then the never ever genres. Uh-huh. For me, uh-huh. the never ever genres are gore and body horror. That's just me. Uh, maybe for you, it's romance. Maybe for you, it's you know science fiction or, yeah. or mystery or yeah. Um, yeah, like that. Romance would be a challenge for me, but I think I might be able to do kind of okay. Um, historical. Alex is far more comfortable <laughs> writing in the 18th century because he was there for a while. Um, you very much, me, you turned. No, not so much. You turned. <laughs> so, again, uh, just send us in the comments uh, favorite genres, boom, boom. Uh, okay genres or challenging, challenging genres, boom, boom. Never ever genres, ones that you would never feel comfortable with. And then boom, and we'll just and that's know, we'll that's comfortable writing. Is that what you're saying? Just well, be, you know, I don't want to reading. include. We do have a number of people who listen to the show uh, and aren't necessarily writers, mm-hmm. but uh, they love reading. And, so there you uh, go, and yeah, that kind of. So I want to include them as so well. So clarity there. Yep, genres that you either write or or don't write. Read, read. I'm sorry. Write or read. There you go. Right. Write or, read or, write or read. I mean, if you're an artist, and I I love painting or drawing horror or drawing comics, but I can't, you know, I can't draw nature or, yeah. or something like that. Or yeah. you know, um, keep the settings in the city or something. Sci-fi. Like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I never. You know, whatever. Whatever it is, and just tell us what you do. I read. I write. I I paint. I you know. Right. Okay. I rock. I ran. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Stevie Wonder. Theatrical quote from, interpretation from yeah, of yeah, sci-fi. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. So uh, this brings us to another section of our show, and this one is meant to um, hopefully turn you on to something that might inspire you, might spin your creativity in another direction. Again, uh, we talk about uh, practicing our art, but now we check it out. We talk about fueling and 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 feeding our art, our muse. So it's time for check it out, check Alex it out, Simmons. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah. What do you want to check out this week, Alex? Well, I, I'm going to put put a hard one in front of folks here. Yeah, I'm just a real challenge here, and I'm going to say that for me, inspiration can come from many different sources, uh, so contemporary. Um, things that promise a, a bright and brand new future. But I also, as Chris will tell you <laughs> more often than I care for, <laughs> I also go back in time and space and, and pull from the past. And so I have noticed, you know, that certain things that inspired me um, when I was younger, uh, there was even history prior to that that I didn't even know of that was even more impactful. So to be more specific before you, that's right. There was yeah, before the creation of the first rock. Um, so one of the things, one of the filmmakers that I, I think about, you know, people know if I say Spike Lee, people are going to know that name. Sure. But prior to Spike Lee and prior to Gordon Parks and some of the others, there was Oscar Michaud. And that's M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X, Oscar Michaud. And this is a man who was born in the late 1800s. I think he passed away in the early 1950s. I think it was 1951. Mm. And he was a filmmaker. He was a, a director and writer and a maker of movies in a time period when Black folks were really not allowed to do a whole lot of things. And a number of his films, the majority of his films, had all Black cast. Cool. And and that was that was stunning to be able to see Black actors, Black people 
being presented in various roles in life. So you'd have lawyers and doctors and 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 you know streetcar workers and all this kind of stuff, but they were all of of the darker hue, right? And the different positions, different strata in life. And that was that was again very impactful and important in the 1920s, 30s. But he also did something that was truly amazing. And I believe it was 1939. He did a film with black and white actors. Mm. And, you know, folks now will look at a movie and they'll see this mixed bag of, of races and cultures. And you know, especially look at some of the films that have come out recently with, with leads of, of all nationalities. And, and a lot of the young people today will take that as, oh, this is natural and normal, as it should be. As it should be. As yeah. it should be. But just not even that many years ago, maybe 80, 90 years ago, 100 years ago, no. Right. And so when he was doing this, it was taboo. He, you could have gotten into serious trouble, including a beatdown. So, again, to, to go from Oscar Mujot and what he went through to try and create a film industry for black people or people of color and in certain cases people of color working with people with white people so that there was diversity more honest representation to spike lee and from you know someone like spike lee to uh, uh who's that i have uh, robert rodriguez who mm -hmm. you know young filmmaker starts out with uh, a few hundred i think it was seven thousand dollars that he mm -hmm. made el mariachi Mm -hmm. And then was able to start building, but he's a Latino, right? Starting to build his career. And now he's out in Hollywood doing well. And then here, here's one that, that has nothing to do with particularly race, but is still uh, an inspiration, is uh, Peter Jackson, who was doing, as they phrase it, low-budget horror films. Right. Right? And yet he had belief and a vision and was ready and able when he pitched for Lord of the Rings, when he was able to do that. And I would wish I could have been in the room when he did that. You know, when he pitched for that deal, which got him a three picture deal, multi millions of dollars. And th the work was really, I think, was three really good films and mm -hmm. some really great acting. Sure. So, so to come from the past, to come from people are going to get in your way, people aren't going to believe in you, people aren't going to let you do this, but you have a vision. To a point in, in time where, okay, there's a little less resistance, but I still have to fight my way uphill. Right. To a point of where, yeah, I don't have the money to do this, but I still have the dream and I'm going to make this happen with whatever I can pull together to then finally earn your place. In This, this, this is inspiring. Yeah. And I think that we need to, um, people my age need to remember this, that some things take time. And that, and because we're of the older crowd doesn't mean we should be given up. And then I go back to the young folks. And I think I mentioned this in our previous episode, the young people who are already got their sleeves rolled up and saying, bring it because I'm coming out with my vision, my goals, my dreams, and I'm working towards it. This is a positive thing too. So yeah. you can look to the past or you can look to the present for inspiration, but just know that, yeah, if you got a long road ahead of you, it starts with the first few steps. Cool. Can I add something about Spike and Robert? Sure, go right ahead. So when when Spike was just starting, um, I discovered his notebooks before I discovered his films. Mm. I knew of him, but I hadn't seen 
uh, she's got to have it. Hadn't seen School Days. And then I mm. saw, um, uh, what was the big breakthrough? Um, oh, oh, um, uh, uh, oh, stop, stop, stop. No, don't do that to me. Oh, my goodness. It, it'll come. Um, there's the summer one. Yes, yes. And I, it's, I can see it. Right I can thing. see the, the right Thank thing. you. Thank you. I can so, see the film. And Jungle well, Fever and all this. Those, those three. Mm-hmm. He would keep notebooks and some of the parts, especially the first two, some of the notebooks were psyching himself up and talking about why he can do this and how he can do this. And others was talking about how there's no way he could afford this, but working out some way around it where he can do it this way instead. And so, like he couldn't afford music, but he could afford to ask his father to do the music and that kind of stuff, mm, you know, mm -hmm. which is why you have that classical because his father was a you know, a uh, uh, jazz, you know, that kind of, mm -hmm. he was a cellist, but I might be wrong. Um, I've, I really love those books because they were about the, uh, the creative journey, mm -hmm. you know, and <laughs> not being able to, and figuring out how. Right? Mm -hmm. So when Robert Rodriguez broke with Aram, uh, El Mariachi, he wrote a book called, Rebel without a crew, <laughs> and it was about it was it was you could see the inspiration because mm -hmm. it was about how to do what he wanted to do without having anything he needed to do what he wanted to do. Yeah, and he has this one moment that I think is so. It's the reason I'm bringing this up. Okay, it's such an inspiring, uh, inspirational quote. He says, "Everybody tells you to write what you know." I'm going to apply that to filmmaking. Shoot what you have. Mm -hmm. Right? Write what you have. He had a mariachi guitar. He had a turtle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you watch mariachi, El Mariachi, it's basically those things are in there. Yeah. Because he could afford to. And then he's all right. So then the, the creative thing becomes all right. So what can I do with these? With my guitar ones? and my turtle. Right? Yeah. To be interesting on the page. I mean, it was a little, the list was a little longer, but you get the point. And you can see that how he creatively turn that into an interesting story with the limited things he mm -hmm. has. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to tie it into us and tell the damn story. We do not have a TV studio. We do not have a huge budget, but you and I have a microphone and the internet and we can share the information we have with anyone who wants to hear it. That's so right. in that way, we continue the tradition of doing what we can for as long as we can with what, with what we have. We have. Yep. And there you go. There so, you go. There you go. All right. There you now, go. check it out for me is one thing. Some of you may have seen it. I would suggest it's worth seeing a second time. But if you haven't seen it for some reason, I would think it's either Netflix or HBO might be able to get a copy of it out of the library or whatever. Everything, everywhere, all at once mm -hmm. by the Daniels. You know, they directed the two Daniels directed it. Michelle Yao's in it. Uh, Key from uh, the second Indiana Jones movie is in it all grown up. Here's the reason why I'm saying to check it out, because we always try and figure out how we're going to tell the stories we want to tell. It's great to stretch your mind 
and see how someone else did it. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, at the exact same time, frame after frame, this movie is both mind-blowing and personal and intimate at the same time. And that's why it's worth checking out because it really tells a very small story about a very small person who's not a superhero, who's not a success, who has just love and passion and is trying to figure out her place in the world. And Mm -hmm. then finds out she has to figure out her place in many worlds. Uh, The what ifs, the what if I had never married you? The what if I had done this? What if I had gone to this school? What if I had kept doing this thing? You know, all the different divergent paths that we could have taken, but we didn't. Mm -hmm. And exploring, making peace, making oneself whole, all of that happens in this one extremely entertaining movie. Um, So check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah. Yep, now, yep. that was a very modern movie. came out in 2022. We're going to leave modern right now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> because one of the most popular parts of our show <laughs> is when the legendary Alex Simmons ushers us into his mm-hmm. space-age limo, mm-hmm. straps us in, and <laughs> takes us on a ride in the Alex Simmons <laughs> time machine. Alex, where are you taking us this week, man? It's Saturday morning. Ah, it's Saturday morning, and I am a I'm a, a younger person, no beard, much younger, and I've had a hard, hard week of going to school. Oh, man, Monday to <laughs> Tuesday to Wednesday to Thursday to Friday, and they kept jamming information into my head and forcing me to write papers and answer questions and fill out forms and read this yeah you know and 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 they were mean and cruel and and they wouldn't let me do what i wanted to do what was your reward my reward was that when i woke up saturday morning Mm -hmm. and the tv set black and white yeah plasma tv set was within reach i could Turn it on. And as it was warming up, as the images were beginning to crystallize on the screen, <laughs> I could dash to the kitchen, which is only four feet away. Yeah. Pull down a quick empty bowl. Yeah. Pull down a quick empty bowl, grab a box of Cheerios, fill that bowl, pour some milk in there. If I was lucky enough to have a banana fine, otherwise pour on a ton of sugar. I know it's not good for you, but I'm a kid. What do you want? Right. Right. And get back in front of that screen in time for three hours, three fun-filled, action-packed, amusing, nonsensical hours of mindless, playful release and joy. And I would have cartoons galore, absolutely. Warner Brothers cartoons and other cartoons, Disney, a couple of Disney things that were on, all of that, but... I would also have some live action. Oh, I had yeah. the Lone Ranger and Tonto riding to save whomever and rescue this and stop the bad guys from doing that. And then the Range Rider and 
Buffalo Bill Jr. and his sister and Mighty Mouse flying. All these things I got to enjoy. And eventually even Scooby-Doo, because yes, when I was a little kid, there was no Scooby-Doo. But by the time I hit my teens, there was Scooby-Doo. And the nonsense of running back and forth, left, right, left, right, from the same creatures that were always fake by the end of the episode. But it didn't matter <laughs> because it was Saturday. It was my day. It was my time. And especially those three hours from nine till noon. And what you didn't know at the time was that your mama was laying in bed saying, thank God for those cartoons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't have to get up. I don't have to make him do anything except clean up his bowl when he was finished. Now, here's the point of all this. There was a time when things were produced for kids to escape into Mm. that there was a time when yes they want you to buy these products and eat this cereal and all that nonsense yes true absolutely but there was a a world in which you could escape and you could laugh and you could believe nonsensical things and see talking animals and crazy stuff and there were definite hero types who did the right things for the right reasons. Yeah. No no great complicated plot here. You know, we're not talking great writing here. We're talking pretty basic ABC. But mm-hmm. nevertheless, you could go there into these worlds and you could you you knew the rules and and you kind of knew that in the end it was going to be good. It was going to be happy, it was going to be funny, it was going to be silly. The roadrunner was going to fall off a cliff again. Whatever it was, you knew what to expect and you looked forward to it. And for those few hours you could be a kid. And I I miss that. I When my kids were growing up, they still had like the Disney afternoon and a few other things. But once the Cartoon Network sort of came in and, and sort of usurped for a period of time, okay, you had Cartoon Network if you had cable. But then that died out. And slowly but surely, kids aren't allowed to be kids as much anymore. It's like we want them to grow up much faster. And I I, I, I sort of, you know, I, I feel for that because the, the children that I meet in schools and things when I do author's visits or when I go and meet people and I go to comic conventions and things like that, they want to play. They want mm-hmm. they want fantasy. They want fiction that, that says some things are going to work out. Some things are not, but some things are going to work out. And I can make a difference. And so I lament for that. And I feel like I hope, I know I'm doing my part, but I hope that more creatives out there, you know, with whatever complex tales you want to tell, God bless you, please go forth and do that. But some of you, please continue to create worlds where kids can be kids for a while, because it's a short period in our lives. And it has such a major impact on the kind of people we grow up to be. Yeah. I, you know, and I, I think some people are, uh, I think that some people forget the sacredness of those. Mm. Um, recently, uh, Mindy, I forget her last name, has been taking a lot of heat for an adult's somewhat erotic interpretation of Thelma from Scooby Doo. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think her, you know. I understand what they were trying to do, but I think they overlooked how universally loved 
that particular bunch of heroic, Characters. courageous yeah. cowards yeah. are, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, it says a lot that there's been such vehement um, uh, slapback yeah. and pushback. Mm -hmm. uh, it, I mean, it, whatever it says ultimately about her and the her career, God bless her, you know? But the, the positive thing I think in is that there's there's stuff people still hold sacred, <laughs> you know, and it's not because she couldn't, you know, uh, Velma couldn't be uh, uh, an Indian Velma. Mm -hmm. They were fine with that. They just didn't want her to be a vulgar Velma mm -hmm. and they didn't want her to be a self-loathing uh, uh, Indian Velma. They wanted her to be Velma mm -hmm. if she was Indian and still, you know, Velma in all those ways that we love that character and it was there wasn't cartoon nudity and all that sort of stuff I think they could have had a hit I, you know? I think you're and right it, it, it frustrates me that you know you forget the magic and I think that's what you're talking about mm. you know um, one of the things I, I I think might be happening for you know to go positive away from that film situation you know there's there's a lot of stuff that is at uh, everybody's fingertips. I know a friend of mine uh, sat his son down and showed him just a ton of old movies growing up. Mm. So he saw everything from uh, Humphrey Bogart to the the Three Stooges <laughs> to the you know Marx Brothers to you know uh, um, to Kill a Mockingbird, all that's different stuff. And I know others who can quote Bugs Bunny. And mm -hmm. those were, I think they were on Netflix for a while. Sadly, I think they're being pulled off Netflix or wherever they are. Um, Disney, you can get a bunch of those classic movies we went to on Saturdays and stuff, you know. And so there's a lot of material there. But I also think there's a lot of material there. And, you know, do kids get overwhelmed? You know, do they do they get that do they get that ability to to wander and to kind you, of you know, yeah. steep themselves in in this story or that story? I because have, you have to push the button now. I have what I call the the for lack of a better phrase the Tom Sawyer uh, effect uh, or an image, which which is not Tom Sawyer per se, but I use that. But it is the image that used to be around when I was more of a kid, and that was of a child boy or girl lying on a hillside wistfully looking up at the clouds drifting by and imagining whatever imagining what they saw in the, the what shapes they saw in the clouds or imagining what they were going to do one day or what they were going to be one day that kind of quiet self-examination time in a kid's life yeah is 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 hammered in so many different ways now because things are so scheduled and blah 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 blah. But I again not not I, to become like we're going to be beating the, you know, the, the 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 anvil here, but I just again for the the time machine moment of our show, I just want to say that I I personally hope that we can those of us who are out here as creatives that some of us can continue to create material that it gives kids some escape into that 
kid-like world where it's going to be all right for for a few minutes or for a few hours it's going to be all right it's right. going to be every funny generation story, every generation has a few mm-hmm. you know for you it might have been the long ranger you know for me i think it was the old justice league cartoon as corny as that was mm-hmm. when i was a kid i absolutely believed it and all that mm-hmm. stuff scooby-doo for all of us and all that sort of stuff yeah. um but you know for for my sons, it was Hey Arnold, it was Kim Possible, it was yep. those kind of people. Yep. And yep. I'm hoping that there are the equivalents uh, today. You yep. know, because For my kids, it was uh, Rescue Rangers. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Queen Duck, remember? Yeah. 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 So hopefully, you know, there's stuff that people can call their own. Yeah. Okay. You know? And there you go. If you so, know about it, ladies and gentlemen, let us know. Yeah, please drop it. <laughs> drop it. Some. We'll talk about it because, yeah. you know, we'll talk about anything. <laughs> cool. Now, uh, we're going to wrap up the show with a reminder. Yes. yes. So remind, yeah. remind away, remind right. away. We have a challenge for you this week, and it's a uh, simple lists. The genres that you love either to write in or read or to draw or have, create art in or whatever. Um, the ones that are you have played around with, but they're a little challenging. And then the never evers mm-hmm. and uh, slip that into the comments and uh, we'll spark a conversation for us. And somebody, somebody will win an autographed copy of black, one of the blackjack adventures. We've I'm done ready. Together, I'm, I'm ready. Uh, here. Autographed by Chris Ryan, which is, I mean, that's pretty damn exciting, but also that's right. whew, Alex Simmons, which, yeah. you know, Oh my God, people have fainted. <laughs> with that big A, but I've, and I've taken a shower, so I'm, I'm I'm doing better like, now. Oh, boom, down <laughs> they go. So let's make sure you uh, 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 throw some of the comments in, see what you think, and we'll pick somebody and send you some of that, and that'll be exciting for everybody. There and, you go. Uh, let me just say that it's always, always an honor for us to be able to share some ideas with you, and we hope that you enjoy sharing them with yeah, us as yeah. well. And and tell us, please, so that we can not only know that, yes, we are serving you in certain ways, but let us know if there's something we haven't covered yet that you would like us to talk about. Because we're, right. we're, we're down for that too. Okay. And no, we are not discussing the legendary 1987 Alex Simmons centerfold. That, no. You promised you would never mention that. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, it's always an honor to be with you, sir. Absolutely, Captain. You take care. Peace to you. Peace to everybody. Peace, everybody. Have a good one. Take care.